Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to The Bean for Thursday. First with yesterday's news, I am Glenn ZFB. We're looking back at Wednesday, um, and uh, we've, we've got some figures around uh, house prices, the housing market, how it's going. It's going. Oh, um, a, a vision for 2030. Um, the iPhone 12 was launched. Should we buy one? And Marcus uses a dishwasher. I know, it's all exciting stuff. But first up, um, are we making a voting decision based on policy or just, you know, a feeling in our waters? But even the order of the ballot paper has an impact. Candidates get, on average, more than 2% more votes when they are the first name to appear on the ballot. Danny Osborne, the, um, who lectures in this electoral psychology at Auckland University, who I spoke with yesterday, he said voters are actually less informed than we think. He says some estimates suggest only 2% of the population actually think in ideological terms, which is the gold standard for political reasoning. Instead, what we tend to do, the majority of us, is look at elections as a chance to punish or reward the party in power. So again, we're not focusing on any of the issues, no policy. And it makes you wonder why politicians bother releasing policy at all. Why they bother hitting the campaign trail, shaking hands and making announcements, when in reality, they could just smile at us on a billboard and we'll decide if we like their face or not. Even the billboards, though, feel like a waste of time, don't they? Those hoardings, they just seem to be targets of vandalism. Faces cut out, graffiti. The most recent one I saw, uh, dead fish in the paper. They had dead fish nail gunned to the faces of candidates on hoardings. They just seem like a giant waste of money, polluting the landscape, ripe for mischief-making. And then you have to wonder how many of us just have entrenched beliefs that never change irrespective of who's in the party at any time. We just tribally, loyally vote for that party each time. It may explain all the early voters. But you still have, according to one report, 25 to 30% of voters who make up their mind within a week of the vote. And it's those voters the politicians are making their last gasp attempts to desperately win over in these next few days. Yeah, I mean, I'm not convinced by Kate's facts and figures and research there. Surely the way most people vote is influenced by uh, what their uh, spouse tells them to do. Isn't that how most people vote? Are you sure that's how you're supposed to vote? That's my understanding. Um, Are we voting to bring house prices down or keep them going up? Uh, either way, it just seems like nothing anybody can do to control it. Yeah, good yeah. idea. Pete, do I take it from this? Banks aren't just handing out this money like lollipops, are they? They are still Correct. asking, obviously, for a substantial, basically, Correct. deposit, mate. And, and that is why I also recommend that when you are a first-time buyer, especially with the interest rates being so low, have a chat to your folks, have a chat to your brothers or friends or somebody yeah. like that at the end of the day. Try and, and um, make your application as strong as possible. Once you've had and you built built a criteria with this with your home that you uh, you finance, banks will really look at, at you potentially going on your own and you know buying out your other partner as well. It's a very good idea in some respects, Pete. And we did that with our kids. We kind of went well. They used to call it mortgagees. You know, like you'd, you'd be a guarantor yeah. for the for yep. your kids, and we yep. did that. But a lot of families aren't in that situation. And plus, you know, sometimes there are massive complications getting involved with families and friends, aren't there? Yeah. I would strongly recommend that you have a chat to your solicitor uh, and make some sort of an agreement with them before you go and, and apply for a, yeah. a, a home that you want to buy with a mate or with a family member so that you can protect everybody at the end of the day. 
look, the bank at the end of the day would love to lend out money, but they also would love to make certain that they are not going to lose their money. Yeah, I don't think that's a newsflash. I think that's just how banks do business. I mean, I'm no, I'm no financial whiz kid. Uh, in fact, I'm no. It would be fair to say, I'm what, whatever the opposite of a financial whiz kid is, that's what I am. I'm certainly not a kid, and I certainly don't know anything about finance and whizzing. That's not something that I'm massive on either. Uh, this has got into a, a, a tricky sort of comedy cul-de-sac kind of an area, so we'll try and get out of it by looking ahead to 2030. In the 70s, you kind of hoped that one day when you retired from your nice state job, your government job, you'd get a present from your co-workers and then you'd do the grand trip overseas. You and your spouse, because you didn't divorce. No, no. Grit your teeth and endure. And you'd be rewarded with a... Nice trip around the world when you turn 65. But there were some really good things about it. We had really low unemployment. Everybody had a home. I mean, there were no housing waiting lists. Everybody had a, had a home. And although there weren't standards around healthy homes, they were homes that people lived in and raised their children in and, and improved as time went on. We had an excellent education system, so every kid had a chance. Drugs weren't quite as prevalent. You didn't have nearly as many um, problem kids who are on a hiding to nothing because their brains have taken a pummeling in utero. So you had a great education system that meant every kid had a chance no matter where they grew up. So there were some good things about an old-fashioned New Zealand, a more conservative New Zealand. Perhaps that's the direction we're heading in. Oh, wow. So 2030 is going to be like the 70s. I mean, I was I, I grew up in the 70s, or I started growing up in the 70s, born in the 70s. Uh, so I'm not a great advertisement. Did I just say advertisement? I hate people who say advertisement. Advertisement. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm a warning against living like we lived in the 70s also there was a thing to be a lot of brown and orange in the 70s as well I don't want that coming back that's that's to be discouraged I think and that weird colour that's not really pink not really peach you know that colour um the, the iPhone the new iPhone came out yesterday uh it's got a lot of features Finally, that other phones have had for a while. Like, oh, it can do 5G. You know, like the phones that came out last year could. Do you think it's a bit cheeky for them not to include the headphones in the charger and then expect you to pay extra, but not really give you much of a discount in the phone price? Well, the phone price doesn't really go down at all, does it? And yeah. they're very expensive. So, you know, the Apple tax hits you again because you need to pay extra just because to get that brand name on the on the piece of uh, on the box on the device and there'll be people out there that just think that uh, that's just brilliant that they'll go and buy it they'll spend the money over two thousand dollars for the big one um and not complain which um you know in in my mind means that's just less value and benefit to, to users they've obviously uh they're trying to sell it also on the 5g thing is that really such a big deal 
Well, not really, because in New Zealand we don't have a lot of 5G yet, and, and also in America where they're saying that, you know, this is the greatest thing since sliced bread, we don't have a lot of it there either. I will say this, at least it looks slightly different. Um, the the base model ones, the oh, just the standard iPhone 12, it finally doesn't just look like another iPhone 8, four generations on, because the, they've changed the camera module slightly. Um, yeah. I like the way that the Mini has actually got a bigger screen than some of the older phones that were bigger than it. This has got a little bit nerdy, a little bit, I'm, I'm sorry, I am a phone nerd, so I've got a little bit carried away. Uh, let's nip that right in the bud and talk about dishwashers instead. Not quite so nerdy about those. There's a dishwasher at work, and every night I put the dishwasher on, and I've never once put those little detergent cakes in it. And no one's got sick. I wonder if they're even necessary now. Because it seems to me the water pressure and the heat is so that you don't need the detergent. Because I tell you what, they're pesky to open. Because sometimes you don't know. There's two different types of, what do they be called that go on the dishwasher? Capsules. Are they called capsules? There's two different types of capsules. Some the wrapping dissolves and some the wrapping doesn't dissolve. And I'm always one lot behind and the one times I've tried to get the wrapping off with my mouth it ends up like you you get a soapy tasting mouth so I wonder if we actually need those capsules in the dishwasher no one can tell me about that so anyway unless someone comes to work in the morning and puts the dishwashing on again but always look clean uh, so I, I, I think we need, we take it from that that Marcus doesn't have a dishwasher of his own he only ever gets to use the one at work uh, and that he hasn't heard of dishwasher powder that you can just put it. You don't have to use the tablets. I believe they're called tablets, not capsules. Um, he's right about the uh, wrapping. That can be a bit confusing with those things. Why would you put it in your mouth? Um, there's a, there is a lot of confusion, isn't there? There's too many settings. Uh, we've recently started using the rapid wash, which only goes it takes 33 minutes. Um, and the main difference there seems to be uh, the drying cycle. Uh, you know, if you because if you're putting it on at night, it doesn't really matter, does it? Because the things will dry. Sometimes the glasses come out a bit cloudy, though. I've noticed with that. It turns out I am a bit of a dishwasher nerd after all. I'm not just a phone nerd. <laughs> well, you know, I am Glenn ZB, phone and dishwasher nerd, uh, born in the 70s. And we'll be back with some more great content like that tomorrow. See you then.